life is an adventure. Let's find out where the edge is. And then you realize, oh, there's no edge because the faster I run, the more ground gets built in front of me. Hey, podcast listener, you're about to discover insider tips, tricks, and secrets to making more sales and converting more prospects into customers with email marketing. For more information about the email marketing podcast or the autoresponder guy, go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Hey, everybody. We're back with another edition of the podcast. I'm David Allen from makewordspay.com, and we're here with another exciting guest today. Uh, he likes to be called an action philosopher. He's going to have a lot of great ideas for all you freelancers, freelance copywriters, maybe freelance uh, web designers. Uh, I know there's a bunch of different people who listen to this show who also want to get nomadic. They want to get out there. And this is the perfect guest for that kind of stuff because like myself, he's been a nomad for a long time. He's been all over the place and he's primarily concentrated on the, you know, the thinking aspect, the getting into the right mindset. Jesse Elder, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dave. Good to be here, man. <laughs> it's great to have you, man. Uh, you know, I, I've heard your name in passing, uh, you know, now and again here and there. And I've uh, read, you know, some of your stuff, listened to a few of the other podcasts you've been on. Uh, I really like what you're doing. I really like your philosophy. And you mentioned it off the air before we started, which is to take some fucking action. Let's start with your origin yes. story. because That's something I really don't know. Uh, let's go back to the beginning. Where were you and how did you get into all this? Uh, completely accidentally and something that just blows my mind to this day. Like I literally wake up now and I'm like, how the fuck, how did this happen? Like how did this lifestyle emerge? And uh, I'm just so appreciative of all the, you know, the mentors and the, and the, you know, coaches and, and just the influences that I've had in my life. And uh, I'm the oldest of five. I grew up in, in uh, South Texas and I was homeschooled. So I didn't really have much of a of a uh, you know traditional social life, traditional upbringing. When I was uh, nine nine years old, I got into martial arts, and man, that changed everything. It just gave me an outlet. It gave me uh, a challenge, and and then that formed a lot of my early experiences. You know, I started. You know, I was one of those kids helping out in class when I was 13, 14 years old, and by the time I was fifteen, I was teaching class. And then when I was seventeen, I told my parents, "This is what I want to do for the rest of my life," and they're like, "Thumbs up. We're sure you can do it." So yeah, I mean, I I just I've never taken a test. Uh, you know, like a, like a school test. I got my driver's license. That was the extent of my right. state sponsored education. It just, uh, it's just been an interesting path. You know, I, I opened my, my, uh, really opened my eyes to, to helping people and, and how that was just such a, a vehicle for helping me through some, some tough times, um, you know, emotionally and mentally and financially and physically. And, you know, just teaching was always the thing that, that seemed to, uh, at times it was the only thing that made me feel better. You know, it was just kind of sharing some things that I'd learned and, and, um, and so going through that martial arts experience and when I was, you know, my early 20s, I was doing these underground like fight club type things where there's no rules, no weight limit, no safety equipment, no time limit, just two, two guys get in there and, and just fight. And it was a very formative experience because it really taught me the difference between theory and results. And I just watched so many guys who were like... You know, these guys are classically trained, very intelligent martial artists, but they step into the chaos of the ring and that theory goes away <laughs> super fast, like within six seconds. Right. And, uh, and it, it really taught me a lesson you know, that, that stuck with me, you know, that, that and any theory sounds great. Any philosophy, whether it's, you know, theological and spiritual or whether it's uh, relating to your body and biohacking and 
all theory sounds awesome. What's the actual result? And unless it moves the needle in a way that you can measure, in a way that actually changes your life, is it worth exploring anymore? So I've just been, I've just been split testing paradigms aggressively since I was 18 or 19 years old. And, um, and I've found, found some ways to rapidly calibrate and uh, just surf the changes that we're going through on the planet right now. Awesome, man. That's a really, that's a real cool story. I know exactly what you're talking about because uh, most people that listen to the show regularly, they know I also uh, uh, perform magic and I street perform. And mm-hmm. you just said so resonates with me personally because in that arena, much like the fight club style things you just mentioned, I mean, that's where the, it's where the rubber meets the road. You know, it's just like, does this yeah. actually work? And, or, you know, in my case, are people, in your case, maybe are people actually knocked out or whatever? In my case, are people actually yep. entertained and, uh, yeah. you know, uh, become new friends of yours and, and, and hopefully give you money or whatever the end result is? Right. Yeah. Right. It's, uh, it's a fascinating uh, thing how those things sort of just all, all these things that people talk about often just sort of fall away and, uh, and you start to get a, a real education. Completely, man. I I just got chills when you said that. Like that, it is it is that that binary reality that only performers understand. You know, the comedian gets on stage, and people either laugh or they or they are crickets. You know, the the entrepreneur either creates value that's rewarded in the marketplace or they don't. In in relationships, you know, you're either deepening the intimacy and connection with the the love of your life or loves of your life, you know, whoever and however that plays out, or you're or you're you've got this inertia going, you're just kind of, you know, like settling in. There is nothing in life stands still. So I love what you said that about being a performer and getting feedback. And uh, it's a very exciting way to live. It's not for everybody because it, it requires 100% personal responsibility, which <laughs> a lot of people don't, don't seem to enjoy. Yeah, that is, that is so true. Now for the people out here that are listening to this, that I interact with on a daily basis and who listen to the show, I know we have a lot of people who would like to get mobile, as we mentioned earlier. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's such uh, this is a, yet another one of these type things where, you know, for my, me personally, and perhaps you could speak to this more in a second too, like I almost had like an a, a epiphany, you know, before mm-hmm. I made the jump. Uh, I remember sitting like on a, uh, a friend of mine, I rented a cabin out in the woods in, in Canada and I uh, was sitting on the beach, you know, with friends and uh, the lake was still, you know, and we were just drinking. There was like a moment there were almost like, like you, you know, it sounds kind of woo-woo, but almost like in the Matrix or something. Whatever, and you slowed down. And yeah. Like I'm done with this chapter. You know, I could, I could almost picture the that book closing at that very moment. And uh, you know, for you, did you have one of those type experiences, or was this more of a gradual thing? I, I think there were. Well, there were definitely experiences uh, for every for every chapter of the journey. Um, I've, I've I've just been really. Um, and I'll, I'll use the word blessed, man. I've, I've just been really, really gifted by having people uh, around me who were doing things that I never thought I could do, but really wanted to. And, uh, and I just learned to, to embrace that. And so, you know, the, the, as far as the whole getting, you know, getting free thing, uh, I just, we just dropped a video on this a couple of, uh, a couple of weeks ago on, uh, on my YouTube channel. Um, about these five freedoms, uh, and and freedom is just a word, man. It's but living into these freedoms is a skill set, and I think that's the distinction. Everybody can talk about the word, um, but in in my travels and in my teaching and in my because it, you know we we relate it to our our work and our life. So it's you know freedom of money, you know knowing that you can create value and you can receive value at any time. 
and not be shackled by financial lack or, or not be subject to the whims of a, you know, an uncaring marketplace. So developing competence, developing a reputation where people are seeking you out and that allows you to set your fees and it allows you to defy what the marketplace is determined is, is, you know, your fees are worth. And then you set your fees, not the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And so I think developing financial freedom is, is huge. And then that opens up the, the space for the other four freedoms, freedom of location, the ability to literally, uh, I mean, I just came off of a year of being nomadic, uh, almost as a test. I wanted to see if I could run everything in my life, business wise and contribution and, and teaching and, and making money. I wanted to see if I could do it with a passport, a credit card and my, my iPhone. <laughs> And, uh, and I did for awesome. the better part of 2017. Ironically, my phone just drops out of my hand as I say that. <laughs> Phone's like, we got to get back on the road, yo. <laughs> it's getting impatient. It's shut up, the bit. shut up, Siri. <laughs> shut up, Siri. <laughs> anyway, that was funny. That's so true, though. Um, so true. So, I mean, the options you get with the upfront financial freedom that buys you the rest of the options, basically. It really is, man. It really is. And, and so, um, you know, developing a location freedom and, and operating with, you know, I, I call it this, this Wi-Fi philosophy, Wi-Fi, uh, wherever I'm feeling inspired. Nice. And, 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 and that's it. Like if you, if you don't like the place you're in, get up and leave. So for 2017, I, I literally, there was, there was only, I think two weeks in 2017 that I was in one spot for more than seven or eight days. Uh, one was at Burning Man and one was at, was at uh, Jamie Wheels float camp for uh, stealing fire. Everything else was every two, three days. I literally would just take my bag and get a one-way ticket somewhere else, anywhere that felt inspiring. And, you know, there was, you know, a, uh, I wanted to go see architecture. And so I got on a plane and, and went to London. I wanted to go to a party in Ibiza. So I flew there. And I mean, it just, it's a very nice thing, but it comes back. It comes from that first freedom. It comes from knowing that you've got value to the marketplace and that that value is not tied to a geographic location. Right. Right. So true. So true. I mean, that's what a lot of our audience is desirous of or is in the process of acquiring themselves. And I know one of the things that we struggle with, and, and I think we all struggle with this, no matter what uh, field you're in, there's various degrees of this, is something called imposter syndrome, where you feel like... God, it's a fucking disease, um, man. It totally is. And it really holds people back. It's one of the, the soul-crushing uh, resistances, if you will, to uh, you know, past, uh, to, get, to getting that freedom to, to finally perhaps charging what you're worth or, or jumping off that, mm-hmm. like you said, to take a one-way ticket to somewhere that inspires you. What do you have to say about imposter syndrome? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, it, it's a real thing like that, that feeling, uh, if anybody's felt that don't, don't doubt it. Like it, it is a real feeling. And, and anybody who says, Oh, just ignore it, just do it. Like, no, they, they don't really understand. It, it can be crippling. Um, it, it can freeze you for months, years, uh, in some cases, it can freeze somebody long enough for them to uh, relinquish their vision that got them inspired in the first place. And and I've seen a lot of, uh, sadly, a lot of people who have given up on their dream because they just don't think they can do it. So I think it is to be taken seriously. Uh, that being said, once it's identified, uh, it's also very, very easily dealt with. And uh, I've used in, in my own life, and, I've, and I teach this and, and work with clients on this, a two-pronged approach to uh, basically wipe out this thing called imposter syndrome. And one is uh, an inner philosophy, an inner strategy, and the other one is an external communication, how you're, how you're communicating. Uh, and it doesn't take long. I mean, we can, we can bust through it right now. The inner piece 
really comes from this. Um, we are taught in, in society, and we're taught through culture, and we're taught through work, uh, even in school. People are taught that your worth is your uh your external value. In other words, your worth as a human being is tied to your ability to make money, to get good grades, uh, et cetera. Uh, and that's, that's absolute BS. There's nothing <laughs> tied to one's intrinsic value uh, with regards to, to marketplace value. And yet, if we, don't, if we don't acknowledge that and take steps to separate our own sense of self-worth from our money, then it then will be swept up in society's sort of hypnosis. So the first thing that really helps is to literally just out loud or write it on an index card where you can say it, uh, I have money, but I am not my money. And to externalize that. And, and, and by the way, that, that little phrase works really well for anything. You know, I have a relationship, but I'm not my relationship. I have a job, but I'm not my job. I have an education, but I'm, I'm not my education. Even I have thoughts but I'm not my thoughts. And if you want to get super meta, I have a body, but I'm not my body. And there's, there's a lot of freedom in that. So just separating one's money from, from the sense of self-worth, and then you start to look at, well, what are the, all the other things in my life that actually make me feel like me, that have nothing to do with the money? And maybe it's going for a trail run. Maybe it's uh, going and meditating, uh, which is something that, that I can't recommend highly enough. And 20 minutes a day changes everything. So looking at all these areas of, of one's life that have nothing to do with the money actually reharmonizes someone's sense of self-worth and their sense of self-esteem so that there's less resistance, less need for the money. You know, you can go and, and quote a gig or you can go and, and submit a proposal that might feel like a, a larger monetary value than you've put in before, but you just don't have your ego tied up in it. Because that morning you went for a great run, you know, maybe you, you, you made love, maybe you went for a trail, uh, trail run, maybe you went and sat in the sun, maybe you wrote some poetry, maybe you, you know, composed some music if you're into that, maybe you connected with some family and friends, maybe you went to go volunteer, oh yeah, and in the middle of this amazing day, you submitted a proposal. Those proposals sent from that space of, of fullness actually are far, uh, they're, they're accepted at a, a much higher rate because there's no need that's attached to it. And nothing, nothing dries up abundance like, like need. Yeah. I, you know, that's, it's a funny, uh, it's a, the way you put that is so true. And I've experienced that personally in several different areas of my life. And it's kind of one of those things where, uh, you know, <laughs> I hesitate to almost bring this up, but it's such a good example. Mm -hmm. I remember years ago, a, a friend of mine, uh, she gave me the book, uh, Neil Strauss's book, The Game. Sure. Yep. And in that book, amongst a bunch of other controversial topics, he talks about how the best way he went about uh, meeting uh, women that he was interested in was having other things, uh, better things to do. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a mm -hmm. fuller, richer life that was doing the, uh, you know, that was casting the tractor beam, for lack of a better term, out into the world and attracting yeah. those people. And then in this that case, women, and in this case, perhaps clients or, or, or new friends or yeah. however you want, uh, you know, towards him because, uh, because of this kind of stuff, because where you're not sitting there submitting the proposal, you know, waiting by the phone, uh, tick, 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 
you know, totally. Uh, because that totally. just makes you insane. Dude, that's a great, Dave. That's a great analogy, man. I mean, the the the, the rules of attraction, whether it's chemical, you know, chemistry or or sexual or financial uh, or anything, the rules are the same. And, yes. And the fa- fastest way to lose something is to need it. Mm. The fastest way to uh, attract something, not to get all woo woo, but the fastest way to to bring things into our lives is through an active appreciation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's just so simple, um, but it's very subtle and it's not quite as, you know, hard charging and, and, you know, all the, all the pretend alphas out there are like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> well, actually I do it. I do it all the time, man. Anytime you look pretty, you look, you look pretty stressed. So I'll take my, I'll take my reality. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's true. I mean, I've, I've, uh, you know, even in that, in that book, I remember at the very end, he basically, cast you know tells people one of the last lines or whatever i remember he just telling people like all the rest of the stuff that i've just told you about and these techniques and tactics and stuff and all this kind of stuff i told you about is all kind of bs uh you know because you just got to become like a better person you know at the very end of yeah. the book and people often like just didn't even didn't read that far or whatever uh mischaracterized right. it you know and so this is this you know the same idea now one of the things i think i've seen in my own life, and I've certainly seen uh, friends suffer this, is like the other people in their lives, whether that's the family members, uh, the other friends, there's this, uh, of course, judgment uh, going on whenever you're, uh, mm-hmm. they know you one way, kind of that old uh, hackneyed saying of uh, you can never go home again kind of thing or whatever, where right, right, right. Yeah, you can't be the, you know, you can't, you can't be a new person uh, in your, in your old stomping grounds. And you know, the it's crowd, challenge. It's yeah, challenging. It's very, it's not like you can't, it's just, it's very challenging. And, and people tend to try to hold you, like you said, to who they also believe you are, not just you're holding, you're stuck in yourself uh, with what you're uh, tying your identity to your work or, or, or whatever it is you're doing. But yeah, it's this, uh, the rest of the people. And it's almost like they're just by telling you what to do or what you should be doing or what you're doing wrong. In many ways, they're just justifying their own internal stuff but it but in many Absolutely. ways the, the things they say is what's is what's holding that person back the, those those uh words that they're casting onto that person what do you, you know have you experienced that in your own life as well jesse um i yeah i've, oh, I've experienced the uh the presence of it i can't, I can't mm. say that i've chosen chosen to be affected by it right. but i've experienced the presence of it for sure uh and, and you bring up a great point uh about the you know, like, like, you know, the, the parallel saying it's, you can't be famous in your own hometown. Right. And I, I, re, I remember hearing that years ago, even when I was like, you know, 19, 20 years old and I was teaching, uh, I just had this innate sense that if I'm going to be an effective influencer, if I'm going to be a, a, a leader or teacher, mm-hmm. then I can't be, I can't be one of the gang. Like I can't hang out with my students and mm-hmm. I can't, you know, when these, when these, you know, students or families of, of these kids that I'm teaching, when they invite me to their house for a barbecue, I just had this immediate sense that, no, I can't. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm your instructor. I'm not your buddy. Mm-hmm. And that, dis- that distinction served me really, really well. It also later on in life created a tremendous isolation. Right. Tremendous loneliness, which then, um, you know, I got to work through. But this this idea of other people projecting their uh, their assumptions onto us, uh, I think it really comes down to this: people treat us 
the way we teach them to treat us. And so if someone assumes, you know, like back, back in, in, you know, in San Antonio, where I, where I now reside again, mm-hmm. uh, I had eight martial arts schools. You know, we had, we had well, the five in San Antonio and we we're affecting hundreds and hundreds of people in the community. And uh, I would go into restaurants and I would, I would have, you know, people greet me and I would always get the best seats and I would go to the car dealership and, Oh, Mr. Elder. Hi. And I would always get, <laughs> you know, tickets to the Spurs courtside seats. And mm-hmm. I had a country club membership and it was like a little local celebrity thing going on. Mm-hmm. But then I realized that, you know, this is just, isn't my life anymore. When I came back, when I moved back here mm-hmm. is so interesting. Cause I started connecting with people who saw me as that old person. Mm. And they're saying, oh, so you're going to open another karate school. Oh, this, all this stuff. And I'm just looking at him saying, you've no freaking clue uh, <laughs> how much, how much life I've lived. And I'm not even the same person. I mean, I'm, I've lived like four lifetimes since I've seen you, mother trucker. Right. And they're just, they're just like, uh, so what do you do now? Right. And I just look at him and say, about what, about what? <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, uh, but like, like, what do you, what, what do you do? I said, whatever I feel inspired to do. What do you, what, what's your point? Uh, uh, do you want to, do you want to go have, have a beer? No, no, really, really don't. Anyway, how are you, man? I mean, oh just, yeah. I've experienced just, that. Yeah. Just, yeah. You know, it's like, it's out, but it, the thing is when we're solid in ourselves, when we know who we are, we're just immune mm-hmm. to other people's um, assumptions. We're immune to other people's projections because you just recognize that that's, you know, they're not trying to hurt you. They're not trying to harm you. They're just trying to, you know, do their own thing. And, and that's a, a very freeing thing. Yeah, it certainly is. I mean, and you're so so right what you said. I mean, it's you really decide like earlier in the podcast, you said, uh, you know, you, you couldn't remember a time where you let those things affect you, but you were like aware of them. Uh, yeah, it's so true. You can just choose not to like, have those things affect you. It's a, it can be that simple. It's, it's not easy, perhaps, but it can be very simple. Well, it, it is very simple, and and I what I found is, and I love that you make the distinction between simple and easy. Uh, it is simple, you know. It's a, it's a, just a, a phrase, right? Don't let it affect you. <laughs> but to make it easy, what I found is that um, creating something that's bigger, or or creating a, a new uh, set of references for yourself, doing something different, actually eliminates. The, the, those little chatters, those little voices. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when I when I when I started traveling and when I became nomadic, and then I circled back around and people would say, "Oh, you know, how's Austin?" I'm like, "I'm not I'm not living in Austin anymore." Oh, what are you doing? Well, last week I was in Ibiza, and the week before that I was in London, and the week before that I was in <laughs> L.A., and then the, you know the week before that I was in New York. Right. I mean, there's just something new that's happening, mm-hmm. and and it's impossible for people to put you into a box when you're growing so quickly. Yeah, I think it's so true. And and really, when you know the people are listening to this and they and they're thinking about in their own lives, you know, these people around you perhaps may, because I've experienced this, may be saying things that you uh, interpret, given your current perspective, you interpret as as you know, uh, they're not a they're not uh, approving of whatever you're doing. But largely, that's because they're afraid or they never think that they could do it. So they're like, like you said, they're yep. projecting these ideas onto you. And if you let those hold you, you just got to look at it as like, they're, that's their shit, man. And uh, Absolutely. Yeah, move past it. Boom, just like that. Yep. That's yep. awesome. Absolutely. And, and just, and yeah, well, that's a great distinction, man, because when somebody says you can't do that, um, you know, 
It, it, it might be true. Uh, you might not know how to do it exactly right now, mm -hmm. but isn't that part of the, the fun? And that's part of the yeah. fun is figuring out how. Uh, and then when somebody says, you shouldn't do that, you can do that or whatever, they're really just talking about themselves. And maybe they're coming from a place of concern mm -hmm. and care. Mm -hmm. um, but I just, man, I, I just get bored easily. I think you and I are probably the same way like that. It's like life is an adventure. Let's find out where the edge is. And then you realize, oh, there's no edge because the faster I run, <laughs> the more ground gets built in front of me. That's you know? right. It's like That's you right. can never run out. It's so true. That's, that's such a great way of so, putting it. It's a, it's a weird universe, man, but it's extremely predictable and it operates according to very, very specific laws. And, you know, if we metaphorically, if we tiptoe through life, it's like, you know, we've got all these quantum particles that are sensing somehow our approach. And if we tiptoe, they turn into quicksand because they're going to be as weak as we are. Right. And if we just decide we're going to march forward, then those little quantum particles turn into concrete and they meet us with the strength that we're moving forward. It's a very responsive place that we live in. Uh, how do people get in contact with you, Jesse? What's the best way to access, you know, what it is you offer people and where do they go? Yeah. Uh, the, the easiest place is on, uh, on the website, jesseelder.com. Um, at the time of this particular recording, we're, we're finishing a pretty sizable overhaul. So if, okay. depending on when somebody jumps on it, they might, they might get redirected, but that'll be, uh, in, in literally like two days from this particular conversation. So it should be up for folks, jessielder.com. Uh, also Facebook, man, tons and tons of free content and, and engagement on Facebook. Uh, my personal page is facebook.com forward slash Jesse Elder live. Right. Uh, we've also, there's also an author page that they can go to. Um, Instagram is Jesse Elder live and uh, they can also look at Jesse Elder on YouTube. Awesome. Awesome stuff, man. Now, is there, to sort of round out this show, which I think has been absolutely fantastic, is there any last sort of uh, parting advice, maybe a question I failed to ask that I, that I should have or, or something uh, we didn't get to yet or, uh, you know, just something you want to leave people with, something to ponder? What is the last thing you want to communicate to people uh, on this uh, wonderful show that you've, uh, you know, afforded us here today? I, well, I mean, I've, I've had such a good time and I, I think you've done a masterful job at just rolling with the flow and and i uh, really appreciate it um I, I think it really comes down to this most, most of most of what we're doing is uh borrowed objectives we've we've we're, we're chasing things or we're seeking things that we've been taught are important and that may not necessarily be the, the, what the resonance of your spirit and your soul is here for. And so I think that it's uh, very useful to take some time out for oneself and turn off your phone, close your browsers, turn off your computer, um, you know, have a few hours away from a screen and just go for a walk. Just you, just go for a walk. No music, no, no, you know, binaural beats. You don't need to measure your brain waves. Just go for a walk. Just go for a walk and, and notice what you're thinking. Notice what you're feeling and then question how many of those thoughts are yours and how many of those thoughts are inherited from the environment. And in just beginning to question those thoughts, is that my thought or is that something that I picked up from someone else? Uh, that's really the, the beginnings of freedom. Uh, that's the beginnings of self-actualization. And as you begin to think your own thoughts and feel your own feelings, you'll be able to separate the uh, noise from the signal and you'll start to find your own frequency. And as one finds 
their own frequency and honors that and acknowledges it first in the privacy of your own silent sanctuary, your own walk, your own meditation. As you acknowledge that frequency, that frequency will amplify. And pretty soon that frequency will become a series of thoughts and feelings that you know are absolutely yours. Or maybe they're coming from something bigger than you, but they're coming through you uh, as a conduit of sorts. Those signals are unmistakable. And that's when amazing shit starts to shake loose. That's when people leave jobs that, that are actually stuck in their soul and they begin a work that produces 5x the income and infinitely more, more happiness. Uh, it, but it comes from the silence. It comes from, from seeking their own signal and, and uh, finding and following their own frequency. Wow. That is so powerful. That is such a, such a great way to put it. Man, people should listen back to this, this whole episode many times. I know I'm going to. This is just so many little nuggets in here that you've dropped uh, over the last bit here, and it's, especially this last little uh, segment. Uh, amazing uh, ideas that uh, will take some time for people to sink into a lot of people, I think, but it'll empower you to go out and uh, get on your own path and get the things yeah. out of this life and help others get the things they want out of their lives that people surround yourself. Yeah. It's been 100%. a pleasure, man. It's been a, this is fantastic. This is a great way uh, to kick off a, uh, a morning. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I really great. appreciate uh, you taking the time to come on the show. Likewise, Dave, thank you for setting this up and, and uh, for having me on as a guest and look forward to seeing you soon. Yeah, man. Absolutely. And for everybody else, uh, we'll be back with another exciting guest uh, next week. Tune in then because uh, it'll be hopefully just as special as what Jesse has uh, given us here today. There is one simple question that will determine the success of your business. In fact, at a recent meetup I attended, not one in 16 business owners had an exact answer. What's even worse is that almost none of them had any answer at all. If you're interested in that question and you want to find a simple answer that will ultimately determine the future success of your business, you need to go over to MakeWordsPay.com and sign up right now. You will immediately start getting business building emails that not only show you the simple question and how to get the answer, but will also show you how to leverage that answer to radically grow your business in a matter of a few short weeks. Just go over to MakeWordsPay.com and sign up right now. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. If you want to discover more insider tips, tricks, and secrets about driving sales with email marketing, sign up for daily email tips from the autoresponder guy. Go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast, sign up, confirm your email address, and I'll send you daily emails on how to improve your email marketing and make more sales via email. You'll find out why open rates don't matter and the seven-letter word that underlies all effective marketing and much more.